Hey everyone, today is Friday the 3rd of May 2019. This is The Gap, episode 465. We're back. We're we took back. a week off. Yep. Uh, not much happened during that week because we were very busy and... Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't really do much. But anyway, I'm here, I'm Luke Laurie, and also joining us is Job Guroy, a.k.a. Ulrich. Ulrich. Wilkenstein. Wild Stank. Wildsteyer. We'll get to that later. We will. Uh, I am here. I'm doing great. We're fresh. We've we've just lit- like literally fucking two hours ago gotten off a plane from a... How long was it? 20-something hours? 20-ish. Yeah, 20-ish hours. Yeah. So, feeling good. Feeling We're pretty <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty just, hyped to be on a podcast. I'm, I'm super amped, actually. I'm like, fuck yeah. Can't wait to be on a podcast. Uh, because I love to do podcasts for our glorious listeners. Um, not heaps to talk about this week, either, because we were pretty much... Locked in, playing just the one game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. It's a tiny game called Borderlands 3. Yeah. No, not, not a huge deal. Just, you know, <laughs> the biggest news thing of the last week, Borderlands 3. Uh, we, we traveled to LA courtesy of 2K, mm-hmm. uh, who did our accommodation and our flights. Uh, just get that disclaimer out of the way. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we travelled to LA to play Borderlands Three, um, and yeah, it was like a ninety-minute play session. Uh, I did not get to play for ninety minutes because my like there was an interview scheduled smack bang in the middle of my fucking play session. Uh, but nevertheless, I did get to play a ton of it. You got to play a ton of it, and uh, yeah, that's about it, eh? Like playing some Borderlands yeah. Three. I don't think ninety minutes. Is enough time? No, to, not for a game to like play that. A game like mm-hmm. Borderlands Three. I've seen mm-hmm. today that so there's some news out. It's like, oh, Borderlands Three is only 90, uh, 30 hours long. Only main 30, campaign. Yeah, only thirty hours long, and uh, <laughs> yeah, like fucking Jesus. Uh, but yeah, that's that's, that's, that's if you beeline through the main campaign, it'll take thirty hours. And uh, like we saw evidence of that sort of stuff in our play session because I didn't get anywhere fucking close to finishing the playthrough like what we were supposed to be there was a defined start and end to our play session uh and i know that you know some of the people that we travel with and and played with um they actually made it to the end Hmm. uh they fought the gigamind big boss at the end of the quest line sure uh but i know i certainly didn't come close and i know you didn't I did not know. And I know that anybody who basically did any side quests at all had no fucking hope of making it to Gigamind. Uh, Like, just flat out. Like, it'd be like... I don't know. Yeah, you could finish the Nürburgring in 30 hours, right? But if you start taking right-hand turns when you're not supposed to be, right? If you... Only if you stick to the track, Right. It's going to take you a lot more than 30 hours to drive all the way fucking up to Brisbane and back to Sydney and then up to Brisbane again if you take a bunch of details along the way. Um, so, yeah. There was, like, absolutely no chance of you making it to the end if you did any side quests. And I wasn't even doing side quests. I was literally just fucking about in-world shit. Like, I was looking at menu screens. <laughs> looking at menus. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fuck. 
Um, looking at menu screens, finding... I found, like, all of the vehicles that you could unlock in that PlayStation. I found them all, unlocked them at the catch-a-ride. Uh, like, just sort of hunted through a bunch of... Found a bunch of extra guns and stuff in, like, some extremely hidden chests and stuff. Like, yeah, I was basically... But that's how I play Borderlands, right? Hmm. Like, I am playing those games with no stone left unturned. Yeah. Right? I'm not playing them fucking bang on through. So there's no way... I I reckon I probably made it the least furthest out of anyone who played that demo. Yeah. Well, you did run into every tree along the way in that car, so maybe that was your problem. Like I said, I think (laughs) by that point, it would still technically be called drunk driving. Yeah, right. Uh, Not because I'd been drinking that morning, uh, Mm. although they were serving alcohol that morning. They were. Uh, No, because I was still drunk from the night before, uh, which I believe finished at like 4am or some shit. Right. Uh, I I can't confirm that. Yeah, this is based on other people's reports because I don't remember anything. I woke up the morning of the events that we were supposed to go, you know, you know, we flew fucking 15 hours to attend. Woke up three minutes before I was supposed to get on the fucking bus downstairs. Yeah. Uh, already clothed on my bed, not in bed on my bed. Yeah. Uh, lying like on top of 70 fucking pillows with a fucking bag of fried chicken next to me with <laughs> you no can't skim over that <laughs> there's no label on this chicken so i still don't know where i got the chicken from uh it's i've like i open it up and like there's like chicken you know how hotels always have like really white linen yeah not in my room <laughs> No, no, the spicy sauce made it look something like a murder scene uh, because it was all over the fucking sheets, the chicken, Mm. when I sort of flopped all over it in my sleep. Uh, Yeah, I, you know, all of that. So uh, had some chicken, obviously. I mean, Mm. I'm not just going to not eat some chicken when it's just sitting there. Uh, Oh, fucking Charmed was on the TV because Luke fucking put... That wasn't me. It happened to Nate as well. It's an interesting coincidence. Maybe you guys put the same channel on. Interesting coincidence. Uh, Maybe you and Nate were hanging out together and were watching Charmed and then you went back to your room and was like, you know, I like to finish that episode. watching Charmed. Uh, Seems unlikely. But yeah, no. Yeah, Charmed was on. It was a bit weird. Uh, and yeah, like I had to go downstairs. I quickly changed out of my chicken covered clothes. Yeah. Uh, popped a little shower in the can and, uh, went downstairs. Oh, sorry. Also, I popped two hydrolytes, you know, those rehydrating things, uh, tablets. Where'd you get these from? I brought them with me. All right. Magis. It's a hangover cure. Pop those. Uh, and chugged a bottle of hydrolite. It was a mistake because uh, I got downstairs and promptly had to walk into the uh, hotel's lobby bathroom and bring the mayhem to their sink. <laughs> uh, 
I, on brand. <laughs> I chunded pretty hardcore uh, straight into the sink. I, I aimed for the urinal on my second round, but uh, most of the first one went into the sink. Most of the first one. Then I, so on my way back, right, mm. I noticed that the, the bus still wasn't leaving for the event. Uh, and I would realize that we, you know, totally didn't have to be there at, at eight o'clock or whatever the fuck we were there for. Yeah. Uh, cause we had plenty of time. So, uh, anyway, I went back, I had to go change my pants cause I got a bit of spew on them as well. And while I was going past the lobby, the desk, the front desk, I'm like, uh, Hey mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lady. I'm pretty sure it's a lady. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I'm like, uh, hi, yeah, I, uh, I chunded in your bathroom. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, they were like, what? Yeah, I chunded in your bathroom. And then I wandered off to the to go change my pants, get the chunded pants off. So uh, I went through a lot of pants all in, in one, like, 15-minute block. Come back downstairs, right as rain, get yeah. straight back to work, uh, jump on the bus, See, we thought you were talking to them about the chicken in your room. Ah. Uh, like warning them about this chicken. Hey, there's chicken in my room. No. no. They were going to find it. out. I'll be back for it out. later. Yeah. Don't touch my goddamn chicken. Um, yeah. yeah. No. I think they... It, like, just thinking back to how it looked, it probably mm. looked like I slaughtered a chicken on, on my bed. Because it was so red. It was ridiculous. Uh, anyway, then we went to the event. So, um, and yeah. I got Let's all my event. Got all my yeah. done like the professional that I am. Of course, that's what Everyone's we do. That's what we do. Everyone was there on yeah. time. On time. Yeah. All the media people, right? That's what's weird about this, right? All the media had to do all of their work that next day, yeah. right? Uh, and we all kicked on. Till fucking whatever time in the morning. Which is dumb. Super dumb. Uh, me and Nate actually front-loaded that shit. We polished off a six-pack each, watching Game of Thrones, and then subsequently watching um, uh, fucking The Lord Battle of, of Helms Deep, yeah, on YouTube uh, for the next 40 minutes after watching Game of Thrones because we were fucking G'd up. Uh, we polished off a six-pack before we even got to dinner. And then dinner, awesome pizza. Like, surprisingly, really, probably the best pizza I've had in L.A. Well, no, definitely the best pizza I've ever had in L.A. And, like, a top pizza that I've had in America. But, anyway, right? Then we all kicked on, right? All the media kicked on. All the streamers, right, bailed. They bailed real early, like 10 o'clock-ish. But the media kicked on, and then we had to work the next day. All the streamers... They didn't have to work. They got mm. the day off. Like they could have, they could have kicked on, partied hardy, but no, they didn't have it in them. They did yeah. not have it in. Some them. of them came back. Did they? Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, uh, they reminded us. Ah, right. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember that either. Um, yeah, we um, and then we went and did all our work. Yeah, did our work. And so uh, I made it the least far of anyone. In the demo, but only because I was exploring. Um, um, let's talk about the event, though. Like overall, yep. the layout of it. I have not been to an event set up like this before. It was insane. It was uh, extensive. <laughs> it was. Dang. It was crazy. 
Like there's been you've done, you've done plenty of preview sorry review events where yep. they set up stations and whatnot. Never but been they're, this they're, many stations. But they're review events and they're not like decked out in um you know the walls are all painted and all this sort of stuff. This was like 200 stations set up, top of the line AMD hardware. They made that known as well. AMD Ryzen and Radeon hardware. Um, on top of that, like they had seating everywhere for all the interviews. There was a um, a drink station set up for for uh, beverages. Moxie's there was Moxie's bar, Mad Moxie's, yeah, Moxie's bar. bar, and all um, the white staff were dressed like Mad Moxie yeah. in that clown theme, which was unsettling as fuck. To be, yeah. if I'm being honest, yep. Uh, food stations food so everywhere for yeah. lunch um or they had a as it were yeah they had a wall set up like a, a a chalkboard where you could write your name on this wall it was basically in between the bathrooms oh right yeah the bathrooms were all decked out in um like vinyl stickers with things written on the wall i didn't would, like this place to those bathrooms <laughs> well the bathroom said it was like the best time you could have with your hands type thing, uh, yep. um, which I thought was very funny. I took a photo of it while there was two guys standing at the urinal next to me. Classy. <laughs> but I'm like, it's all right. I'm not, I'm just, I'm taking photos of the wall. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I'm taking um, a picture of my dick. Yeah. And then at the front of the, the, uh, the hall, cause it was a giant hall they were in. Hmm. They had a, um, like a bunch of seating there and a giant screen and then next to that was this like 10 foot um, statue of two of the villains from Borderlands 3, which were, they looked amazing. This, this statue they had there, they clearly the spent a lot of money on this. Um, yep. Yeah, man. And just like, it, it was a very expensive looking um, setup and they, they've done it really well. Like it seemed to- The only place I've ever seen anything quite like it. Yeah. Like with that many- computers with that sort of like art that kind of stuff is blizzcon like that's 100 percent what like if if they'd had like crazy elaborate cosplay hmm. and a 45 minute line for the men's bathroom it would have been 100 percent blizzcon uh yeah. that's like that's literally the only place i've ever seen anything like it and yeah like it was quite impressive for a two-day event yeah, uh, so it was a two-day uh, event to cover 800 people, yeah. basically. 800 media and streamers. Yeah, which is loony. Yeah. It's a lot of people. Um, I've never seen an event on that scale either. Like, 800 is... Yeah, when I heard the number, I was like, that is, that's a lot of people. <laughs> um, obviously, they split it up into different sections over, across two days. We were the very we, we were the very first ones to jump in there and uh, and see it all. This was before the the embargo, um, yeah. so they they did like a live stream mm. on um, on the actual day where like they did the presentation and then once the presentation was done, a bunch of streamers then jumped in and started streaming the game. But but we came in the day before um, and we saw the first presentation and then that's when we got our hands on session with the game. Um, yeah. But yeah, in terms of like an event like that, I've not I've not experienced anything uh, like that sort of setup before on that yep. scale. It yep. was it was pretty impressive. So yeah. Uh, with that said, 
Um, mm-hmm. It was sponsored by Xbox, and it was entirely on PCs, but they insisted that we play using an Xbox controller, and I was not thrilled about that, because it's a first-person shooter, and while I can play shooters on controller, I very much prefer to use a mouse and keyboard, uh, and yeah, hmm. just weren't allowed to. Um, so... Yeah, uh, that was a bit weird. Um, yeah, the like sponsorship stuff was a bit weird. Uh, they did a keynote a presentation at the start that was an hour long. Yep. Uh, and took us through the... The very start of the game. The very start of the game, but also like fully explained the tutorial and stuff, and I just didn't think they needed to do that. I don't know why they would do that. Uh, well, I think the main reason behind that was to show that there was now vaulting. You could do that by showing that there was vaulting and crouching and sliding. <laughs> like you did yeah. not need to go through the tutorial of the game. Uh, to me, it it seemed more like they. Uh, maybe weren't ready to show off anywhere else in the game. Like they were trying real hard to restrict what we saw to quite early in the game because we got to see what Shiv, right? The Shiv fight, uh, and then uh, Motor Mouth or whatever the fuck his name is, Mega Mouth. Um, the second fight, the second yep. boss mini boss fight, mini boss fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and obviously in the playable demo we theoretically would get to see Gigamind. Uh, those were the... It felt like those. that was all they really wanted to show. Hmm. And so they didn't want to just start with us running in to fight Shiv or whatever. Uh, I guess that would have felt a bit weird. But then again, it's quite an open game, right? Like, I don't feel like... I feel like they could have just wandered around wherever they wanted. Hmm. Um and left that opening sequence to be the opening the introduction to Borderlands three. I just I honestly think it it's yeah, showing a tutorial is a very weird way to introduce your game. Because it's never the most ex- exciting stuff. Right? Like tutorials are, are meant to be educational, not uh fun. You know? Sure. Like I'm not saying education can't be fun, kids stay in school. <laughs> but um yeah, like generally they are at odds with one another. You don't get to have as much fun as humanly possible until the tutorializing is finished. Look at fucking... I think the most classic example is fucking like Final Fantasy thirteen, right? Like the 20-hour tutorial and everyone's like, oh, once you get past that first 20 hours though, the best Final Fantasy ever. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to get past 20 hours of tutorial because it's not engaging gameplay. It's not what I want to do. And they're like, but it's worth it. You know, it's worth it once you get there. No. Tutorials generally suck ass. Uh, so yeah, it's just a weird way to intro it. But yeah, they talk through all of that. They've uh, used the phrase microtransaction-y stuff, uh, which has led to um, some interesting interactions on Twitter between yep. Gearbox's CEO Randy fucking Pitchford uh, and Game Informer and a bunch of Twitter trolls. Um, Yeah, it's an interesting one. I fully understand both sides of that conflict, right? Because from Randy's point of view, right, he felt like he did contextualize the microtransactions that would exist in the game. Mm -hmm. And... If you go back and listen to it, he did. 
right? Like he absolutely did contextualize it, right? Game Informer's point of view is that it was in some ways confusing. Like it was said in a, in a confusing sort of way uh, mm-hmm. that they were just trying to clarify. They were just trying to clear it up, right? And so Randy obviously has had an interesting uh, relationship with the media in the last six months or so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, went straight to the hyper defensive mm-hmm. uh, about all of the... Being called a liar. Being called a liar. <laughs> but it wasn't called a liar though, right? Like he wasn't called a liar. They were just saying he said there wouldn't be transac- microtransactions. Yeah. But by ta- like he did... Right, but context is everything. In the context mm-hmm. of what he was talking about, he was saying there wouldn't be free-to-play game style microtransaction stuff, uh, but there would still be Borderlands Two style cosmetic microtransaction yeah. stuff. <clears throat> that said, there's more to that story, right? Like pr- the pre-order bonuses appear to convey XP, XP uh, boosters, yeah, XP boosters and stuff, which I do think is gameplay impacting. So. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't think that story is actually finished. Sadly, like none of my interviews, uh, like my interviews weren't at appropriate times to ask about that stuff. And uh, I believe... Or with the right people. Well, yeah, I was talking to an art director, uh, the art director and... Uh, boss designer. Yeah, enemy, lead enemy designer. Um, yeah, yeah I, like that. They've got, it's good got nothing to do with them at the end of the day uh and it would just take away from the amount of time you only get 15 minutes with them so mm. well you already know the answer to the question is going to be either i don't know anything about that or i can't talk about that i mm. uh, tend to skip it um yeah it's a tricky one it's a very tricky one because i don't like i think Selling cosmetics for Borderlands makes sense to me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a co op game and people want to show off their co op player, player character, um, and, you know, customize them with emotes and dances or whatever the fuck. Uh, obviously, as always, I don't get into any of that shit, but people yeah. do. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, gameplay related <sighs> stuff shouldn't exist which it uh, seems like it does have it but maybe they're just not selling it yeah because yeah. otherwise this is going to come back and bite him in the ass absolutely yeah if if they're not selling it then i think he remains technically correct like, they are selling it in terms of being a pre-order bonus yeah like you're still paying for this that's but- what it is right that's why game informer has a really good fucking like place that to to stand on you know to to put this piece out because uh, one of the things that stood out to me was Randy said in a tweet that nobody like the you know the game informer dude wasn't in the audience and nobody in the audience needed further clarification which is not true which is flat out yeah flat out not the case because I was literally sitting next to Nathan uh, and I'm like did he just say there Aren't. No microtransactions. Yeah, did he? Just, and we like, and we we finished the event, and we were talking about it. All- that discussion carried on like yeah. for fucking hours. 
right? Like, we were all quite confused as to how that shit played out, and we couldn't get a, a decent answer because I suppose everyone working the event was quite busy working the event. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think they were out of line at all. Yeah. Because the thing was that, like, uh, like we know that the original Borderlands, or at least I did, had all this cosmetic DLC. And then they were showing off things during that presentation, being like, hey, here's all the different emotes and skins yeah, and, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And then he's on stage saying there's no microtransactions. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty big deal. Like, okay, fair enough. And then later on, I'm hearing, like, while the event is going on, because it's something we were all talking about going, that's pretty strange. I would have thought yeah. that'd be something they do. Then I'm hearing, like, no, no, there's actually skins and things you can buy. And that's when the confusion started, because I'm like, but he said, like, on stage that there weren't going to be any. Yep. Um, you had to go back. And yeah. Listen- oh, I had to go back and listen to my recording of the presentation yeah. to work out the context, right? Right. Uh, to find the context of what he said. Uh, and yeah, in the context of what he said, not including these XP boosters, he is correct. Like, yeah. and if they sold, I guess if they sold XP boosters in Borderlands 2, <clears throat> then he remains correct, but he, he's like, it's shaky, right? It's shaky I, because it, yeah. I do feel like, yeah, anything gameplay impacting does stray towards the free-to-play style microtransaction. So, yeah, yeah. it's a tricky one. It's a very there tricky were, one. There were, in, in Borderlands 2, they were called, I think there were artifacts you could get. Right. There were something like, like these orbs you could get and they would give you bonuses. And I remember there being like extra experience or like added bonus loot or something like that. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they sold them, but... I remember them being in the game, like a part of the game. And I don't know if that's something similar. Um, But yeah, so what's what's basically happened, I think, is... Because we were super confused. And then the next day, I watched the live stream on the proper thing. And he said again, like... Mm. He made it a lot clearer this time by saying, like, there's going to be no microtransactions. But what's what's going on is... um, He's sort of looking at it differently. Like, Borderlands 2 came out in 2000... Was it 2012? Um, Fuck and really? yeah, I think it's 2012. Jeez, and uh, I, I know it's that's right because I've got some stats here from some other stuff. Um, nice. but 2012, yeah, and so back then, like microtransactions weren't really a big deal, but DLC was was in the business, right? DLC stuff, and they were selling skins as DLC add-ons as well as all their campaigns. They did this; they did some amazing campaigns in that game. Um, but it was like campaigns and skins. And you go to like the Steam store and buy this added DLC. And then what's happened along the way is then microtransactions, like another term for it has come along where you can buy, like spend in-game currency to buy little bits and pieces, whether it's cosmetic skins or XP boosters or, or, or heroes within a game, characters. like. Um, and I think he's still looking at that old school mentality which is a bit strange because I would have thought like it's not like he was they were going off a script right yeah and so somebody along the way should have said something like hey this is a bit doesn't sound 100% right maybe we should word it differently or make it a bit clearer or something like that Mm. and so yeah I think at the end of the day he is 
it, it's a bit weird because in my mentality, I do think that is classified as a microtransaction in today's standards. You are spending money to buy something. Yep. Whether or not you want to call it DLC or a microtransaction, I think that that's a bit blurred now. I think they're sort of the same things these yeah. days. Um, but what he was trying to say was that there's no in-game currency where you'll be buying an in-game currency to spend on gear um you know buying right. fortnite bucks or yeah. apex coins you know that sort of stuff yeah. um but i think at the end of the day there are still microtransactions in the game technically you're still buying skins we've just called them something different to what they are 12 you know eight years ago yeah in 2012 fuck like what was the the original microtransaction would have been horse armor right for for skyrim and things yeah. Like <laughs> yeah right and that was hilariously overpriced but it would have been you know it's it's the first microtransaction right and it, it was like seven bucks like i don't think yeah it's def, it's not certainly not defined by in-game currency so yeah i think it's it's a very old school way of looking at it i don't think it excuses his position someone absolutely should have read that script and like clarified it yeah just just stopped it because this all of this bullshit distracts from a fucking awesome game that's the fucking dumb dumbest part is that like for large sections of the the big streamer day people weren't talking about fucking borderlands 3 the fucking sick new loot shooter that is gonna that's gonna fucking remind destiny and division how a fucking loot shooter is supposed to be (laughs) They're talking about fucking Randy Pitchford fighting the game for him for fucking two hours across fucking 40 fucking tweets. That was a good, like, we enjoyed that because we were at the airport being like, Randy is teeing off on motherfuckers on this. going ham. And then we landed, like, this morning and he was still on there, like, like, responding to just random people. Yeah, it is definitely one of those take Trump's phone away type moments. Like, yeah, maybe we could have gotten interviews with him through Twitter. Like, uh, if they weren't going to let us interview him, we should just ask him questions on Twitter. We should have done that. Yep. Yeah. Damn it. Um, All right. So yeah, let's 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 talk about what's happened during this a bit more in this presentation. Or I actually go back to these numbers that, like, our relationship with Borderlands. We've talked about this before. Yeah. We are extremely big Borderlands fans. Yeah. You and I both had it as our game of the year for 2012. Yep. Um, and then even... Oh, sorry, Borderlands 2, that is. Obviously. And then going back before that, we um, we were part of a, a, a Borderlands charity for the first game where we raised, I think, between around $5,000. Yep. Um, we did a Borderlands 2. This was 2. very, very long ago. This was like Borderlands 1. A, Borderlands 1, yeah. We did a fucking stream back when you didn't stream on Twitch. You streamed on Justin TV or what was the other you one? Ustream. Ustream, yeah. And, like, we streamed on Ustream, um, like, way before anyone was doing any anything like that. And yeah. we streamed, um, like, did it, was it 48 hours? I think it was just over 48 hours. Or it might have been three days. Yeah. It we was started like on a Friday and finished on a Sunday in, yeah, somewhere. Drifting into three-day territory. Yeah. Uh, like, a three-day fucking non-stop stream of Borderlands. With four-player uh, co-op. This is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, and it was entirely four-player. Uh, it wrecked my house. It <laughs> there threatened was chicken to everywhere. wreck my... my... <laughs> <laughs> really brought the mayhem. Uh, um, <laughs> With the original mayhem bringers. That's it. Uh, we turned yeah. the fucking... We turned my house into, like... we. It took, 
literally weeks to get the smell of BO out of my place. Like we had like thirty maybe people come through that joint. Oh yeah, we had a lot of like, and there was a lot of booze. And- different websites coming through and and different personalities. Yep. Um, we had the the stream was being streamed on the Mana Bar. Yeah, at the bar itself. Uh, back when the Mana Bar was like the original fucking video game bar. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was sick. Uh, yeah. We had at one point Randy was in the chat room with a bunch of of uh, Gearbox developers, and they were dropping dropping money to help support it. Legendary, like yeah. yeah, we were all in. We're huge fans of Borderlands, obviously. Uh, so yeah, we did that. That was yeah back when the gap was just a little Bambino mm. uh, podcast, not the giant juggernaut that you see today uh, with its massive sponsorships and uh, <laughs> you know smack that. that light button. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah it's it's we've we've and we did another one we were well we participated in another one uh for borderlands 2 when it came out um yeah for raw dlc uh which was nathan's original podcast uh and dave kaziki and josh philpot they jumped in and did uh did a borderlands 2 stream i it might still be up if you want to go see me call Dave Kaziki a cunt, you should definitely find that stream. <laughs> it's there somewhere. Because I fucking flipped out at him at one point. Uh, which was pretty entertaining, to be honest. Uh, it was just for... It was for the kids, you know? I was doing it for the kids. Um, I think that one, uh, like, raised even more money, which is sick. And yeah, I mean, every time I talk about loot shooters, I bring up Borderlands, where... yeah. We're about that life. I did the Borderlands 2 preview as well. Did you? Yeah, I, I went overseas to Gearbox to, to for the reveal. Was it for the reveal? Can't remember. It was for the reveal or, or it was just a normal preview. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Studio tour. Yeah. Like, yeah, we've been... Yeah. Been around. It's... we've Yeah. It, we've definitely been playing this game since the get-go. And uh, it's interesting to see how far it has come for Borderlands 3 and how true to itself it stayed. In my preview on Red Bull, I wrote about how the interesting thing about the arts of Borderlands was that they used cell shading originally yeah. to sort of fuzzy uh, textures. People. Yeah, you can't tell that they're using low-res textures because the graphic, uh, the comic book sort of art style, the cell shading, uh, allows them to get away with you know, focusing their definition on certain areas and it like the eye sort of slips over mm-hmm. uh, other things. Uh, but that's not the case in Borderlands 3. They're going fucking f- full ball. Like it's it's in 4K, it's running 60 frames a second and uh, all of the textures, like there's detail fucking everywhere now, yeah. like fucking tons of detail. Even the, like... Uh- the, the like grass swaying yeah like, that used to like remember that used to be just like a static <laughs> when there was grass at all <laughs> yeah like the, it'd just the, be like a the tuft of three like fronds fronds of grass like just fucking standing up and dead static and clearly a sprite yeah. uh out of the 16 square kilometers of fucking red desert mm. that was pandora and borderlands one um yeah, now it's yeah, now it's this grass everywhere. It's moving and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it's like it's clear that they're 
utilizing the full extent of the technology uh, and they've they've gone a long way into like keeping the same keeping the borderlands aesthetic but bringing it into the now the 2010s yeah, yeah. eight years uh, later yeah 2019 or whatever the fuck eight years. yeah Six seven years. seven I, I don't know. I didn't do much. Fucking that! No, he clearly didn't. Uh, I also just got off a long plane, so a long plane <laughs> or plane flight? No, just a long plane. No, it just was, plane. Yeah, it's just a really Planes, long plane, actually. Um, yeah, uh, like that. That alone is some shit, in my mm. opinion. Like it's it's such a staggering uh, and easy to miss detail about the way that Borderlands 3 has transitioned from 2 to 3. You know, like, yeah. it's not just a higher resolution thing. There's The attention to detail is there on every single fucking level, which is awesome. Um, yeah. And you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, I remember this place. Yeah. It's brown. <laughs> Lean that. There's rocks. The, the tutorial bit, it was very, it was very Pandora. But then they take us to Promethea. And, Because uh, it's Border Worlds. Yeah, it's Border Worlds. Remember, this was is... a rumor back when Game Arena was around. I remember it, this article. It absolutely was, yeah. Um, and yeah, you are going to different fucking planets. The vault hunting no longer is no longer contained to Pandora. You now go to different planets to, to find vaults. Um, yeah. I think this the... is part of the story in, was it 2? Or pre-sequel, I can't remember. But then uh, being like, oh, there's different vaults around. Yeah, it was definitely in pre-sequel. I'm pretty sure it was very, very heavily entered at, at the end of uh, 2. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I don't super remember. Um, so, yeah, but like when you're on Promethea, I don't know if you spent any time looking up. Mm. Uh, I, I did. I spent a lot of time looking up. But you could see um, like the the city because it's it's the base the home planet for atlas uh which is obviously they, they made the best guns or traditionally have made the best guns in borderlands um and their home planet of promethea is under attack uh from the malawan corporation and uh yeah there's like it's this giant city planet basically like fucking mega city one on a planetary scale type thing and the signs of fighting are fucking everywhere there's like lasers flinging off into the sky but basically you've got this like horizon that is made up of skyscrapers with a backdrop of like a nebula uh and then if you look further beyond that you've got like all these asteroids that are sort of floating through the sky yeah, I talked to uh, I legit talked to the art dude about that because I was fucking staggered by it, and uh, he was telling me that uh, it's not just skybox. Uh, the asteroid belt is actually rendered and uh, like rotates has like a pattern to its rotation and stuff. Like, sure. it's all mapped out and stuff, uh, which is lunacy, utterly unnecessary. But. Uh, depending on where the, I believe where the sun in the system is, hmm. it'll reflect light in different ways as well, which is crazy shit. Um, yeah, like that was just, that's just literally just looking up in the sky on one of the fucking levels. The amount of detail to the fucking skybox is out of fucking control. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, it gets all the way down to the micro level, the grass and stuff, which is sick. And then, yeah, you play yep. the game. I mean, it feels exactly like it should. It feels like Borderlands, yeah. The tr- it's super tricky to do that because it's on Unreal Engine 4 now and mm. they couldn't just drag it. It's not drag and drop. They had to... They were saying they basically had to build it, rebuild it from the, the ground up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, to for them to have nailed the Borderlands feel is an achievement on a brand new engine. Uh, of, like, if it totally feels like Borderlands. Uh, yeah. Even from, like, the, the slight floatiness of your jumps yeah you know you like jump fucking everywhere in Borderlands and it's got like a bounce to it yeah. they've now that bounce once again like that's fucking awesome you were saying that they were going to change gravity on different planets right yeah I, that I heard that <laughs> there was because go- obviously pre-sequel was was, was mm. um had the gravity changes on the in moon. certain sections yeah and they had like gameplay elements based around that yeah as well and uh, yeah, I, I'd heard that there are going to be some level or some worlds that will have different types of like gravity or atmosphere. Like it'll behave differently. Whether or not that's as as crazy as what it was in the pre sequel, or it's just something a little bit toned down. Yeah, um, I'm not sure, but I, that's what I had heard. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, about, I mean that I mean, that I- like gives each planet sort of, sort of like a different feel as well, or they could do something different. It's just not like, hey, here's a new art style the specific planet like we know borderlands one of my favorite things about the pre-sequel because one of the things i've always liked about borderlands is the passive sort of uh platforming first person platforming and you know yeah i love me some platforming uh you know i just fucking wanked on about superland for however long the other week uh because that game's also first person platforming um yeah like battle uh, Borderlands was like the original first person platformer for me. Yeah. You found so many fucking sick chests by leaping. Climbing. <laughs> and yeah, but like you couldn't climb in the previous ones. Like no, they've added the clamber. Yeah, you had to just be real good at fucking jumping, mm. which is awesome. Uh, I'm happy to, I'm excited to see what the clamber like adds to that, uh, like that facet of the the game like the the exploration because i found some interesting things and found some my way to some some cool little chests by clambering up shit uh Mm. i probably could have done it just by jumping though if i'd had the fucking will of the warrior you were playing on easy mode fuck off mate with your jumping and climbing on ledges yeah does borderlands need an (laughs) easy mode um yeah uh like the the platforming stuff is I'm, I'm 100% there for it and I think changing the gravity is such an interesting way to to change up how the platforming works you know and that was the best thing about the pre-sequel in my opinion was its ability to fuck with mm. how you interpreted uh, platforming and obviously it was, it's quite fun in combat as well uh, unless you've got a longbow grenade in which case, everything just teleports wherever the fuck you got looking anyway. Actually, sure. speaking of the longbow grenades, I had one. Do they have, like, an accuracy issue or something? Or was I just fucking shit? I don't know. I I was throwing grenades, and they were not going where I thought they would. 
and I think of myself as perhaps one of the the greatest throwers in all of game history you know I've thrown so many games of PUBG uh, (laughs) so many games of Apex just thrown on my my behalf but also grenades I'm good at throwing grenades as well not just games and uh, yeah I don't know what the fuck is going on but these longbows were not going where I thought they were and it felt like they had like a crosshair that was sort of like a shotgun style crosshair and they'll go whether like maybe they were going wherever it was in the circle, but that's not how I remember the longbow go, like acting. Maybe it's like a balancing thing to make mm. the longbow less overpowered because those longbows were usually the only fucking uh, only grenades I ever used. I right. mean, I sometimes use clusters just to fuck with my teammates, but generally longbows for you know getting shit done. Like, oh, I killed myself in the in the demo. Killed myself with a cluster, threw it at my feet, uh, and it exploded and then exploded and exploded and exploded. And uh, I was like, <laughs> and I look, I look over at you, and you were looking at me like I was a fucking dipshit. And but I could also see the dude, uh, one of the like two K handlers, hmm. standing behind me, like a gearbox staff guy standing behind me, and he's like just shaking his head, like, <laughs> who let this guy in? <laughs> Right? Like, what the fuck? Uh, I didn't even, like, we didn't think people would be able to die at this point in the fucking game. Uh, I found a way. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, speaking of, uh, dying, the, uh, enemies are different. Each, each planet has different, like, wildlife. You don't just fight skags anymore. Uh, you've got, like, ratchlings on Promethea. Uh, and... You're also fighting, like, Malawan soldiers. There are psychos, uh, but they've got, like, in-game reasons to excuse why the psychos are showing up. Sure. All this kind of stuff. But, yeah, each planet will have different wildlife. You don't have the same wildlife on each planet anymore. Like, well, not anymore at all. Um, Mm -hmm. And according to the enemy designer, it was super important that they, they made sure of that. Uh, for a sort of for their own pride they didn't want to have the same animals uh, but I did notice that you know the ratchlings walked a bit funny because they had backwards knees but like they did sort of just sort of scuttle at you uh, or the spitting ones would spit at you so right. they felt a bit scaggy I don't know how you felt about them but yeah don't know I don't didn't know. notice too much too, they were dead too quick. <laughs> they were dead, dead way too quick. Well, you played as... Um, I played as Zane. Zane. So we had I a choice between yeah. two characters, Zane and Amara. Um, Zane seemed like he was a lot better than Amara. I don't know, man. I, um, I... He definitely had better guns. Well, I saw some guns that people were using on Amara. It was like a, a, like a flamethrower thing or something. It shot like a laser flame I, I don't know i didn't um, get that and i'm like that looks pretty cool it was like an alternate fire mode on on the, the oh mode. on the fucking shotgun god damn it yeah okay that yeah. makes sense yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like oh, okay yeah fair enough yeah. um it reminded me kind of like the lightning gun yeah but it shot flames so yeah yeah uh how can we hear the same plane that is weird that is weird because we're not near each other. No. Um, so, yeah, I played as Zane. Zane's like a, 
an operative. He's sort of like a mix between a bunch of different characters from the last couple of games, mm. um, like a hunter class. Um, so he's got a sentry that he can put out, and it's sort of um, like you can command it to attack people. Um, so that's like one of the build the builds that you can do. Because remember, like the last couple of games, you'd be like, I'm gonna play as as this person, like the commando, and they'd have a sentry that they put down as kind of just stationary, and that's what they do. Now it's like you've got three different trees, and they've got different abilities on each one, and that's the one you select. So you don't necessarily have to have like I'm gonna play Zane with a sentry. Like we could both play as Zane, but our oh, builds could be completely different. different. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really fucking smart, like super smart of them to do that. Because yeah. when I know when we used to play the last couple of games, it, it's the kind of thing like, all right, who's going to be like brick and who's going to be this yeah. other, like you kind of want to spread things out. Uh, it's like, oh, someone's already that character, so I can't go that. Whereas now it's like, all right, you can basically play the same characters, just don't have the same builds. Um, so I picked Zane because I wanted his turret because... Um, I don't know. I'm just that's the way I normally play those games. So, yep. yeah, I, I basically could pick this sentry and he'd throw it out, and then you start putting points into the skill tree, and um, they've got like augments on these trees as well, so it, it kind of affects your skills in a way. Mm. So I put one on there that did cryo damage, which meant that um, it would freeze enemies, and then like I could just shatter them, so they just um, like break into pieces. Yeah. So that was that was really cool, um, a cool way of sort of exploring the different options you've got there. Um, one of the other ones I did was I do more damage while I'm moving. So it's this like push forward combat type thing where if you're moving, all right, I'm now doing thirty percent more damage. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so there's like a there's a lot of different variations in there that you can kind of go in and look at. Yeah. Um. I, like, what did you do on Amara? Like, what was your skill set? Oh, I chose super fucking dumbly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I went the grab, like the fist that grabs people from underneath. Uh, which oh, was, it's like the yeah, that was the siren skill in yeah. So she Amara's a siren, Lilith. and she's just sort of a siren. She just does siren things. Uh, she didn't seem that interesting, to, to be honest, as a character. Not as interesting as Zane. That's why I wish I'd gone Zane. Uh, but yeah, that did the grab thing. Great for single target damage, but ultimately not terribly interesting as a like, a, you know, as an ability. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I could only tech my way directly into like elemental stuff, um, like boosting fire damage and stuff like that. So I, I didn't yeah. find any. I think I just picked the wrong fucking tree. I think I mean, her, that tree gets much more interesting further down. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because that yeah. was one of the things that I looked at. Because obviously, oh, I'm going to choose the, sh- the sentry because it should shit. But there was one like uh, like a force field that you can put up or oh, a yeah. shield. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want a shield. Like, that sounds dumb. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm the type, I want to go shoot stuff. Maybe it's good for like a type of boss. But then you start looking down that tree and it's like, all right. If you're near the shield, you start getting uh, health regen. Or you stand behind the shield and you can shoot through it and you do more damage if you're yeah, shooting balls yeah. through it. And it, other things can't hit you. And then well, like once you start going down that tree, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is some of this could be pretty useful. Um, so yeah. again, it's just one of those things where you've got to do a bit of research and sort of what or type switch, of place you know, You'd probably switch, you'd use the, the change-o-matic or whatever the fuck it is to switch to that tree once you had the points 
Yeah. It wouldn't be, it'd be a, a, it's a late game sort of tree, not something you level up with. Which, yeah. Yeah. It's why I, I sort of picked poorly. But yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I've never really played the siren, hmm. uh, which is why I picked to play the siren, but I shouldn't have, I should have gone with the one I found more interesting. Yeah. Oh, we've got oh, some well. variety on the podcast. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about your guns? You, you were saying yeah, that... Yeah, I didn't like my guns. Because uh, I think we had starting guns. It sounds like, from what I read, that everybody did start off with the same guns. No. No. Like, everyone... Yeah, everyone who picked a certain class started with the same guns. Yep. So all the Zanes started with the same guns. And all of the uh, Amaras started with the same guns. But the Amaras and the Zanes didn't start with the same guns. Does that make no. sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it depends uh, on your build. So uh, let's have a squiz. I can get the, the full details of the weapons. Boop, boop, boop. Here we go. Amara's loadouts, uh, an epic level Dahl SMG, uh, which switches between uh, a Dahl SMG rather epic level. Yeah, Dahl SMG uh, does fire damage and swaps between fully automatic and a five shot burst, which mm. is fucking pointless uh like yeah it was my highest damage weapon so it's almost exclusively what i used uh, but yeah it was just a sort of regular old smg it was very dull i had a good scope which was the only thing i liked about it but uh yeah a shit ton of recoil because it was an smg so mm-hmm. uh then a rare maluan shotgun uh that was the one that swapped to the fire stuff yep um so that's pretty good uh and jacob's pistol uh they're like the western pistols right yeah it was the the triggers and uh critical hits ricochet uh a single bullet to the nearest enemy which was pretty good because it was real easy to headshot people with it um but the ricochet bullets never crit hitted so you weren't like it wasn't useful for that much extra damage uh, it was just a bit of a tiny bit of extra damage um yeah zane had the vladoff assault rifle yep so it shot like electric bolts and, and had under barrel grenades yeah so uh this is the alternate fire mode that, that mm. a bunch of the weapons had so you press like uh down on the d-pad i don't know what it'll be on pc but um like you press the button and now all of a sudden your gun does something different so this one was the um grenade launcher yep yep uh and the hyperion shotgun epic level yeah so this one did it set people on fire yep um so i think that that works sort of similar to the last game where there's like a i guess a percentage chance of how much it takes to set them on fire and then they're on fire so you're doing burn damage um it also had a shield on it as well which stops bullets from coming through like gibraltar because you have to ads to activate it right yeah yeah and and then also any bullets that uh were hitting it you had a percentage chance for that the the ammo to return to your uh your pocket so So you're like stealing stuff hit the shield yeah and then um, third, you had the SMG, the TDOR SMG. TDOR is the uh, the manufacturer who does guns with legs. Yeah. 
So in the last game, in Borderlands 2, they were the ones where you would reload the gun by throwing it and it would digitize back into your hands mm. um, and you'd have a new gun. And the last one was, I think the, the, the gimmick about it was you'd throw it and the more ammo it had left in the the um, the mag, the more damage it would do as a grenade. It would like explode. Yeah. Um, whereas this time around, they're like doing a lot of different variations. Like mm. they showed us a bunch there. Um, the one that I had was a um it would basically become a turret and so you could throw it at a wall and it would stick to the wall and then start shooting people um for a couple of seconds and and so i could have like three or four of them out i just like fire a bullet and then throw it into the wall or throw it onto like the top of the ceiling and then you'd see all these lasers like aiming at enemies and that's another cool thing is one of the guys mentioned the other day is like if you don't know where somebody is the turret will sort of aim at them and then you can go, oh, okay, they're over this side. Um, so it, it's handy to like give you an idea of where enemies are if you've kind of lost track of them. Right. Um, but the other the other instances that we saw of this gun were like guns with legs where it would run around on the ground and start shooting people or it would jump at them and explode um, or just like bounce around the map and it, yeah yeah it was seems like they'd taken but look at the difference between the weapons zane had fucking <laughs> underbarrel grenade launcher shield that gives you bullets back throw like reload and turn it into a turret versus fucking ricochet on a crit or also does fire damage or can be a five-round burst. Fuck off. Amara's loadout was fucking shit. It was terrible. I got ripped off. Hmm. Terrible guns. Terrible guns, I tell you. Yeah. My only complaint about the shooting, and sounds like this was common amongst other people, and it might have just been the way that I was playing it because I was more or less trying to get through content. Um, I found myself running out of ammo quite a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I, I wasn't sure if that was because I just wasn't looting everything in sight or if it was just because things were taking too much damage to die. Um, I, I mean, I'm obvious... Hammering through my ammo. Yeah, yeah. obviously um, in the last games as well, and it seems to be in this game, you go to a trader and, uh, and get extra ammo capacity. Yeah. And it looks like it's in this game because um, that dude was on Sanctuary 3 holding out where you'd like trade him um, Iridium. Yeah, Sanctuary right? 3 is your ship. In the last game, you'd trade him Iridium, the purple currency. And you'd yeah. be like, I want to carry extra grenades or yeah. um, you know, extra shotgun ammo. Uh, maybe they didn't have that in there yet. I don't know. But it felt like I was running out of ammo a lot. Like, I get to fights. It's probably in it'll definitely be in the footage that the people are watching where oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm out of ammo during this fucking fight. Like, what do I do? And I'm or, just like punching people. Yeah. Or I'm fucking hip firing my fucking three round burst sniper rifle that I eventually found. Uh, <laughs> cause I'm out of fucking ammo and everything's way too close for me to do anything, but just hip fire cunts. Uh, yeah. It's mm. good. Hmm. Um, definitely running out of ammo a lot i think yeah you definitely weren't the only one um but yeah it was good good yeah. guns uh like good. some good guns that like i found that yeah it's sniper rifle and i was really happy that i did because it felt like i was able to actually 
switch out some of the shit. Um, but yeah. And yeah, the vehicles, I, st- I, I, I've never loved the driving in Borderlands. Um, and I still don't love it. <laughs> basically. Right. But I did find a, yeah, I found a technical with a mine launcher on top, uh, which is cool. Hmm. Uh, and the last yeah. game used to throw the barrels, right? Yeah. So the technical had the barrel launcher as well, but you could switch it out for a mine launcher. Oh yeah, because that's the thing, right? There's customization in the uh, yeah. the vehicles now. Like you can change the tires yeah. <laughs> on the on, on the, uh, the the car. Um, yeah, there's stacks of customization. Hmm. I found that circle thing. The you know circle thing. It's the cyc- was it cyclone? It's yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was a cyclone. Um, I didn't like the way it drove. Uh, sorry, I didn't like the way it's. Uh, like it's combat capabilities it seemed like the the other the normal um vehicle had rocket launchers and a machine gun whereas this only just had machine guns and but it was a lot faster yeah yeah um yeah that was good uh there were shortcuts did you unlock any shortcuts i unlocked a couple which is cool i don't uh, think so yeah um which yeah i think will be handy yeah, yeah, because the map is um, uh, like v- verticality uh, is sort of plays into it a bit more. Um, I don't know if you looked much at the map, but it's not two D. It's now three D. You can like it looks like it's two D, but then you can move it around and look uh-huh. at the different layers and be like, oh, okay, this stuff. is a this is a tunnel that goes underground, and this bit pops up up here. Like how things connect uh, in terms of where they are on the actual map makes it a bit easier to read, which is which is handy. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Borderlands is, is known for having, like, references and things like that. I only... The only one that I saw was the Bioshock one. Um, well, that, that sort of jumped out into mind, which is during the... I think you did this quest as well, the Rise and Grind quest? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh. I got okay. to start it. That's right. It. One of the this quest goes for quite a while, and uh, it was just a side mission. Yeah. Um, and basically, it involves you at this uh, this coffee shop with a, like a hipster robot barista, um, and they're trying to get you to to you know go get coffee and all this sort of stuff. And it goes for quite a while. And at one point, you're killing. It's called uh, a core daddy, um, and it <laughs> sort of similar style to a big daddy nice. um you can see a couple of those types of enemies running around the map but i was like oh yeah okay that's pretty funny that to me that was the only sort of reference that i saw in terms of what's in there like because they pretty reference heavy on some of the games um like culturally yeah, yeah. um but that's sort of the only thing that really stood out to me as i was running around looking throughout the world i definitely recall chuckling a couple of times but off the top of my head I cannot remember uh, any so that's I'm sure there's tons of dialogue in there and yeah and that sort of thing um, but yeah I'd have to I'd have to watch that footage again but that was the one that really stood out to me as being like okay yeah that's funny um, but yeah the uh, the actual main campaign I think I did like two missions and the rest of them I did a bunch of side quests that was yeah what I'd spent most of my time doing. It seems massive. It seems huge. It does. Yeah. Like, 
man, the amount of time I pissed away just trying to jump up to places that I couldn't get to or finding that I could get to places, stuff like that, like, ridiculous. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what else is there? Sanctuary 3 is like the home base. Yeah. And that's what you'll be using as a ship to sort of explore these different worlds. Um, that's kind of like the area that you go back to as your main point of contact. Um, and it's got a bunch of familiar characters on the the ship. People like uh, Moxie, Ellie, Sir Hammerlock. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like it seems like this huge area that can kind of go out and explore. Now talking about how um, obviously in the last game you'd have the challenges and Hamlock would be like giving you different tasks to go out and do and he's got like a trophy room set up now yep. um, and you'll be able to I guess complete those tasks and get some sort of trophy on the wall you've also got your own private room that you'll be able to decorate um, don't know like how deep that goes into it but they're talking about being able to like mantle your favorite guns on the wall yeah, things and like use that. Them later and stuff like that. Yeah, so not too sure how deep that sort of level of customization is. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's um, it looks like there's a lot sort of going on, and it's an easy way for them to be like, all right, we're doing DLC, so all we need to do is chuck in a new planet on this list, um, yeah. as opposed to like in the last game, you'd go to the checkpoint and then be like, all right, what's what's in this map now? And it'd just be like a marker on the map that you go to and it'd open up a new area um what do you think of the uh the villains so we've got two new villains the calypso twins yeah um the way they sort of described them was was like obnoxious streamers yeah <laughs> uh which which obviously played well to the uh media the crowd, crowd. Um, <laughs> but yeah um uh, they seem interesting. I like. I'm. They remind me a bit of. Um, do you remember fucking that Bruce Willis movie, Hudson Hawk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they remind me of the two out of that, the twins out of that, a little bit. Uh, you know, like just sort of fucking weird, over the top, uh, sort of characters uh, who you're gonna love to hate. I think. Um, like they're just gonna get more and more annoying endearingly annoying over the course of the game until you finally get to kill them like and when you do get to kill them it'll be really satisfying yeah that's how it felt to me but it's really early to say i mean there's only this there were only a couple of interactions um that you had with them yeah so it's it's yeah it's it's definitely early but yeah they're like very reminiscent of those hudson hall characters which is a really weird place to draw inspiration from hmm. unless they themselves were inspired by something and my pop culture reference radar is out of whack Hudson right. Hawk style out of whack swinging on a star um yeah I don't know yeah. and I, I, I like it man like I, I like him but I could that's the thing about Borderlands right that's the thing that has always been Borderlands blessing and curse is that it's always real possible if the tone of the or the writing doesn't get you or you don't get yep. with it that you don't sync with it and you just like hate it 
so many people I know hated not so many but a lot of people I know hated the fucking dialogue in Borderlands 2 yeah hated Claptrap like all these things and I'm like you're fucking nuts Claptrap's the fucking best that can't, like the dialogue is fantastic they did so much good stuff in it um yeah but like I can totally see not gelling with it so mm. yeah. yeah um speaking of Claptrap did you like the v- They've obviously changed voice actors for Claptrap. Yeah, it's not noticeable. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think it was noticeable either. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is good. And I guess the other one is the Reese character. Um, there was uh, some news recently about Troy Baker talking about um, he didn't even know <laughs> that character it was in the game because he get he did the character in Tales of the Borderlands. Right. Um, they've obviously brought him back for he's brought that character back for this game but he will not be voicing that character um, yeah he was in the demo that we played so he was he was voiced by somebody not yeah, Troy Baker him. nope yep. um it's a weird bit of conspiracy I guess yeah I um yeah oh speaking of voice acting Lorelai is apparently Australian no she's not Australian she's not Australian she, she is apparently Australian she can't be like an Australian actor. She, oh, she's an Australian actor, yes, but she's playing a British person, or like, you know, she has a British accent. She's definitely got a British accent, yeah. except you hear the twang every now and then. Yeah, because when like, that first came up on the screen, I turned to Steve and was like, "I was in it, sitting next to Steve Farrelly," and I was like, "Oh, they've got an Australian in here," because that was going to be one of the questions I asked. Greetings, my good charms. Pre- my pre-sequel was obviously um, set on this moon base. And had a bunch of it was built in Australia, it was made in Australia. So a lot of the voice acting was Australian. Had they yeah. thought it'd be funny to put a bunch of Australians in there? Yeah. Um, and that was going to be one of my questions. And when she came up on the screen, I was like, "Holy shit! They've got all right, cool Australians in there. Let's find out how many more they've got in there." And then we played it, and Steve was like, "No, no, she's definitely Australian." I'm like, "Have a listen. Like, it's she's not." And then you could listen to it, but it was strange because every once in a while she'd say something and you'd be like that's an Australian like you could hear the Australian coming out of it um and then I went and talked to the character artist and they're like oh yeah she's she's played by an Australian I was like oh okay yeah that makes sense then um but it was just kind of kind of off-putting being able to hear this Australian accent coming through every Mm. once in a while uh as like a you know on top of this British accent um, so yeah maybe there will be some Australian accents in there we just don't know yet we'll have to see yeah yep um, um what else was there that we can talk about um don't know check my list what I've got uh destructible environments what destructible environments I you didn't, didn't notice. notice that no. there was bits of cover um, where they would shoot it and disappear. Oh, yeah. um, there was like stuff on bits of the environment, like uh, you could set up as traps, so like they'd start spitting out oil, and then you could set that on fire and it'd blow people up. Or there was certain certain parts where you'd hit like a, a handle off of a side of a barrel and it'd start spewing out radiation, which is a new elemental effect. Um, so that's sort of 
I know playing like barrels and stuff, but yeah, I didn't know. There's obviously like barrels, but there's things in the environment you can interact with, as right. well as cover being destructible. Like if you go back and watch those videos, you'll see stuff shredding, uh, like concrete being shredded away, or like bits of metal disappearing that you can start to start shoot through. Awesome, cool. Yeah. Um, what else is that? Maybe, maybe about it. Obviously, there'll be um a bunch of the old characters will be returning um, from the Crimson Raiders. So you'll see a bunch of, of people from that that will come in and help you. Uh, that was kind of teased, I guess, at the end of that presentation with Zero showing up. Yeah. Um, and that's and obviously that's, And what's-her-face is there from the get-go. Lilith, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that was something that happened in 2 as well. You kind of started meeting these old characters from the first game who are now, like, commanders and whatnot. Um and then obviously had important roles in the story. Some of them didn't make it through. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, Endgame. They weren't talking about Endgame. No. They refused to talk about Endgame. But uh, i got to speculate, man. i got to speculate pretty hard. Uh, I, I wonder if... You know, I don't know that it'll have raids mm. in the sense that we'll have, you know, fights with more than four people. Yeah. Uh, but I do think it's going to have some fucking heavy duty end game boss fights. Uh, because we were talking to the like enemy designer, lead enemy designer, and he was basically saying that, uh, yeah, he's, uh, like not even on making the bosses. They, he told me directly that they made a brand new team to like, to make bosses for the game yeah they've got a team that works just on the bosses um yeah so it seems like bosses are their own separate beast sure uh which yeah i'm all about and you wouldn't i feel like you wouldn't do that if they weren't a vitally important elements of how you're going to keep people playing this game does that mean we're looking at you know division raids or something like that I don't know but I mean there's the possibilities there with this whole different skill trees you know yeah um, you can obviously have more than four in there yeah like more um, than four players you reckon I mean yeah if you've got four characters in the game at the moment they're obviously going to add more as the game goes along but also each character having different skill trees in there that they can sort of customize themselves there's this potential of having a bunch of different characters to run around with yeah true uh, you know an eight person or six person whatever they if they were like hey we're just going to bump this up a little bit um I think the biggest tell in it is the gear score stuff like what is yeah. that what is that relating to we don't know yet um there's going to be some sort of anger game content but how that sort of ties into whatever they're doing it's sort of just as you said speculation at the moment yeah because they were uh, not talking about it no um, but I guess one thing we skipped over was the uh, co-op and how multiplayer kind of works with scaling right because um, they went yeah this was a single player demo so we didn't get to play any co-op unfortunately but hopefully we will in the future but they did but, talk about it how it worked like, yeah. so it's going to scale towards the lowest player um, yep. so if you're a level 25 player and you jump into a, a level 10 player's game then your damage scales down to to them, um, but you'll be getting the same loot. Sorry, you're getting the same level loot that you're at. So 
they'll be getting level 10 loot, but you're getting level 25. So you can still come in and contribute um, and still be getting stuff out of it for playing, which is, yeah, that's the, the smart way of doing it. Hopefully it works. Um, they've, uh, they've basically said that it will work across all levels no matter what you're at. So we'll see how that kind of pans out. Um, and then the other thing is the looting system is instance for each player as well. So you can't steal other people's loot, but there's obviously a classic mode that they're putting in. Yeah. Which means that you can jump in and free-for-all. Which is exclusively how I will play that game. We will not be playing any instance loot bullshit. That's for f- that's that's not it. That's not Borderlands. That's <laughs> chump shit. Yeah. I don't care if everyone steals all my goddamn loot. They should be allowed to steal all my goddamn loot. It's about the principle. You used to get so fired up because you'd be fighting people and pe- other people would be over there opening fucking boxes and shit. That's why I was calling Dave Kazuki a cunt that Because <laughs> yes. we were in the middle of a fucking boss fight on New Game Plus and he was off opening up fucking... No, it was vending machines, I think. He was like cycling through the fucking vending machines. <laughs> Come fucking help us, you cunt! He got very upset. I yeah. went too far, apparently. And calling him a cunt, even though we used to call each other cunt all the time. Yeah. Whack. Anyway, um, yeah. Honestly. No instance loot. It's for, it's for shit. That's, that's bullshit. Yep. Yep. All right. Is there anything else to talk about there? No. It's all, all done. Um, yeah, overall, man, I'm pretty excited. Uh, it's out soon. <laughs> like within six months yeah September yeah there's gonna be a lot more they've got to show of it um they said they've been working on it for over five years which is promising we hope huge yeah oh you can tell you can tell they've got like that passion they've got for it is so obvious uh talking to the gearbox guys they're so fucking on deck for it they just want everyone to play and love their game and I'm sure people, a lot of people are going to play and love that game, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Epic Game Store, right? Epic Game Store. I don't care. I don't Explosive. care. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We've talked about that enough, I think. But, uh, yeah. It's also on PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, I'd love crossplay. That'd be fucking awesome. Oh um, man, that was the rumor, right? When it, it was, popped yeah. up on the Xbox store. Yeah. That that could just be cross-play between PC and Xbox, but absolutely, cross-play would be great. Um, I mean, it's not a game that... that, that like, it's not like it's a competitive it's game. It's not competitive, so. yeah. So, you could, like, if I can play with my brother when he's on PlayStation, then that'll be sick. Hmm. Carrying, carrying through some levels. Uh, but yeah. At the same time, yeah, jump on Discord and play with all the crew. That'll be even better. Or if, yeah, if the crew can play one, whatever the fuck they want. If they won't really want to boycott Epic Game Store, then I guess they could always play on Xbox or PlayStation. Um, but yeah, no, should be sick. Yep, I'm excited. I uh, mean, if, if they pull it off, I I don't see how it doesn't end up in my top five at the end of the year. Yeah. unless something drastically bad goes wrong with it maybe the writing is just shit and there's no good story um, yeah 
and it's just the same stuff over and over again but yeah it seems unlikely it's yeah it seems unlikely and uh i don't know it's definitely extremely high up on my radar oh yeah i'm so pumped for that game it's it's a top contender at the moment for me yeah cool all right i'm sure we'll be talking about that a bunch more as um yeah as it gets closer Mm -hmm. uh days gone i played a little bit of days gone this was released uh i don't even know when was it last week the week before yeah i can't yeah, just before we went to watch Michael, right? Right. Yeah, we, we both got early um both got early code for it. I didn't sink too much time in it. I think I only had like three days. Three days to play through it or to right. play. Um I've maybe put ten hours into it so far. Um have you had a chance to play any of it? I played like the fucking opening mission and decided I didn't want to continue. Right. Basically. Um That is a weird opening mission. Not it's only so, because well. it's not good, but there's a point later on, like really soon afterwards, where you get the same cutscene again. What? Yeah. Really? You see, you see, you watch it a second time, and then you play through parts of it, Ugh. or something like that. That's I'm weird. trying to remember. It yeah. was strange because it came up. I'm like, are we literally going to watch this whole thing again? Because it went on for a, a while. That's yeah. Um. It's a zombie game uh, where you're playing a biker dude that shoots zombies and trying to survive. Um, like, it's got interesting elements about it. I think the world is really cool. Yeah. Like, the look of it. It's an extremely pretty game. Oh, yeah, it is gorgeous. Yeah. It's, it's got, like, some sick weather effects in there. Um, like, it, it'll start raining and all of a sudden, like, the mud, like, the ground, sorry, starts turning to mud and your bike is flicking up all this dirt and mud everywhere um and there are puddles on the road and on the mud like it just looks amazing when that's happening the trees are like swaying backwards and forwards um just like the environments look extremely pretty even when you go to like a town like a broken down town and you start you can start going through houses and there's tons of detail everywhere but the rest of the game is kind of shallow Mm. like there's not a lot going on it's it's trying to be this survival game where you're going out and collecting all this stuff but you're really just collecting scrap all the time and it's the same scrap pieces over and over again um and you're using that scrap to build things it's like oh i'm getting you know a couple of rags and uh some bottles and then making them into a molotov um and the rest of it is just yeah uh, a scrap to repair your vehicle or to um you know to create certain items that you've got it's not like you're really looking for bits and pieces per se like oh here's um not like a daisy style thing where there's all these tons of different things that you can find it's only kind of like there's three or four things you go out and find in the in the world and that's what you use to build the the stuff in your inventory like the crafting recipes that you've got um so it kind of gets pretty shallow in terms of that sort of stuff doesn't that make it super linear yeah because you you kind of just like it's false right it's false openness yeah because you 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 could go out and do this like loot extra stuff or whatever the fuck yeah 
but it's not in your best interest. Because well, you, I mean, you've gotten to a town and you just you're finding the same shit that you found in the last town yeah. type stuff. Like, oh, I'm finding more of the more beer bottles. Cool. Yeah, and <laughs> you, don't you have? Yeah, you got limited, limited space. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I've made three beer bottles. Sorry, I've made three Molotovs and now I'm full. So cool. Um, but the detail around that area is really cool, and um. And, and that's what is like kind of interesting to me is, is that the rest of it is really strangely put because there are these zombies in the world and uh, they are quite mindless. They're zombies, obviously. And they um, sort of patrol areas and it's kind of hard to get an idea of where they're patrolling because they can be quite sort of sporadic in their movements. They could be moving one way and all of a sudden they'll turn around and start heading towards the direction you're in. So um, because resources are quite limited and your best interest is to stealth kill things, um, either silently using a, a, like a, a melee knife or, um, or a silenced pistol or something like that. Otherwise, if you start making quite a bit of noise, it alerts the other zombies in the area and all of a sudden you've got a you know, bigger problem to deal with. And when you've got a melee bat that has durability on it and you've kind of got to manage that, that can become a problem if you be, like start getting too loud. Um, right. And so, yeah, the, you're, you're basically forced in that case to do stealth, and the, but the stealth isn't that great. So you're kind of just stabbing things all the time. Mm. Um, and that's not fun. And I guess the core pillar of the game was at one stage when they first showed this off, it was like, hey, look, all this zombie tech. We've got there's hundreds of zombies on the screen yeah. and you kill them um, <laughs> by setting up traps and all this other stuff. And I've done that. I've, I've played an E3 build where um, there was a horde and you set up traps and then you trigger the horde and they chase after you and you set all these traps off. You turn around and shoot them with all your weapons that you've got and you're trying to basically kill them all. Um, I've not come across that really yet at all. There's one horde that I've that I've found, and uh, I just I didn't have anything to deal with it. So I guess that's something I have to come back to later on. But otherwise, I've played ten hours and I've not seen anything like that. <laughs> it's pretty much just random zombies walking around most of the time. Um, there are mm. other humans in the world that. Uh, like trying to cause trouble for you as well but haven't really seen much of them um so yeah i just don't know what sort of the gameplay like what should what i should be doing out there there are obviously missions and whatnot um like main missions you can go out and do there's side missions but they're all again have just been clearing out other areas of zombies and it's not that exciting at the moment so I don't know where it kind of goes from there. I've heard a lot of mixed reactions from people. Um, I think Nate at one stage was saying he really liked it, but it was quite buggy. Yeah. Um, there was a, a bunch of people that were saying the same sort of thing, but I think it got, kind of gets to a stage where it's just quite repetitive. Uh, yeah. I've heard that it's like a 50 hour game. It. He's like, he he was like, yeah, I like it. I like playing it. But like over the, the last week, he was. It was it's compelling but repetitive. Yeah, and that's um, kind of the way I feel. I like the first ten hours. I'm like, yeah, I, okay, this is cool, but I, like I haven't had any bugs 
when I was playing. They did a big patch before I before I got it, um, and I haven't seen any bugs yet. Um, but it's just sort of gone to that point where I'm like, then there's needs to be more in this game for me to kind of like it because it's just not doing anything exciting. Like it's not ramping up anywhere. It's just been sort of flat for ten hours. Um, so like I'm going around exploring and there's different areas. Um, you know, riding your motorbike, you're managing fuel. Like at one point, I ran out of fucking fuel on my bike, and so you can like push pedal it around, but that's not helpful because <laughs> zombies start attacking you. So then it's like, all right, I gotta go find some fuel. You open up your map, you look for the like the nearest town or where houses might be, and sort of go exploring and looking for fuel. Mm. Um, and I guess the idea is you've got this giant map and there are fuel stations around and you start unlocking them and then you can start like fast traveling to these spots and you go you go fill up your tank and then go to the next spot um but it's just like the the gunplay like they give you all these weapons to use and whatnot but if you start using them you make too much noise and then you don't have enough ammo to deal with things like it feels like you've got 50 rounds for an assault rifle but it takes too way too many bullets to take down a zombie for it to be any good so there's no point shooting anything because I might as well just stab them um yeah I don't know if that's changed since I played it because it's been from what I understand they've been releasing patches daily for that game but mm. it, it was ex- I felt like the, the enemies were extremely bullet spongy like they took way too many bullets to go down um mm. in, for the amount of ammo that it, yeah it took them I just felt like it's not what it wasn't worth it I might as well just stealth kill things which is yeah, not the way I want to play that game. Um, I'm sure I'll get back into it now that I'm home and sort of see what else there is to offer because, I mean, I want to play Sea of Thieves, but I have to play just, it with the crew, right? Let's just play Sea of Thieves. Yeah, but I mean, when, when I'm playing games and everyone's gone to bed at 10 o'clock because, I don't know, your grandpa, sure. Um, sure. I, might, sure. I might have to play some... Because I don't, because because <laughs> listen to this, listen to this, okay? Yeah. Uh, fucking Captain Sleep Patterns over here, right? I got up fucking a couple of times during the flight, mostly just to do something because I didn't sleep very much. Uh, and every time I got up, I'd go for a walk up and down the fucking aisle, and I'd see here, I'd look over at where Luke was, and he was literally just fucking in the same position, like straight dead asleep. <laughs> And he was like that from the fucking moment he was on the plane. It's like he just switched off. It's like he's a robot that powered down in its seat and then powered back up again when he felt like the, his internal computers recognized that there was a, like, we we're changing altitude or some shit. And it's like, oh, time to power up. Cycle on. Welcome to Luke 3.0. Yeah. Fucking don't talk to me about sleep, okay? Those of us with normal fucking normal brains fucking need sleep god damn it I can't believe you'd bring this up hmm. anyway yeah it was weird it was actually it was super weird seeing you fucking cause you just you don't have like I've got like fucking I've got a hoodie and I've got an eye mask and a neck pillow and fucking <laughs> I take fucking tablets I and can't wear neck pillows it, what it, it's like it takes up too much room on that chair and my feels my head's gonna fucking I don't like it I don't like I've 
maybe I'm doing using them wrong or something. Like you got to get the headrest. You got to lift the headrest all the way up the top. Yeah, and then the neck pillow slots in just underneath the headrest, and that's that's the perfect. And then you can sort of like actually lean your head on right. the neck pillow. You can itself. come set up for me next time. Alright. It's not. Why would I come bother? It doesn't fucking matter. Up. You'll be asleep anyway. I'll, I'll be like be... sitting there fucking adjusting the neck pillow, and you'll be like dead asleep already. Fucking the only thing that happens is my arms get sore right when I'm sleeping like because I don't know where to put them if I cross yep. them I wake up and I'm like oh my fucking arms are sore yep. I don't know and then if Do I leave know, my the arms are my, sore again my trick is uh, I wear a hoodie with one of those like front pockets like a fucking kangaroo pouch right and I tuck my hands in there and they just sort of like hang then yeah and they still get a bit sore but they're not as sore as when I sleep with my arms on the armrests mm. or arms crossed yeah but I actually have to sleep for any of this shit to actually work and I couldn't sleep because the uh, fucking two rows to my direct right were entirely children uh, so where dude- were you sitting next you were in the same area as me no I was in the cabin in front oh okay and, there um, were two kids next behind me uh, and the, well, the dude behind me got up like I think 14 times in the flight yeah uh, he was on the aisle uh, but when he got up he was a large guy mm. and he would use my seat to get up he did the, oh, the old grab, grab the back of the seat and yank it up <laughs> and it was like cool. <laughs> yeah like he thought it was a slot machine Just, <laughs> uh, well oh, the other thing that happened on this flight was I was getting changed into so I, I changed into like sleeping clothes uh, and then which, change which back out weird. at the end of the flight. It's not weird. I it's... do it before I get on the plane. Well, I did it before I got on the plane this time as well because I was in the fucking lounge. Uh, but yeah, I got I got into the, the bathroom to change and I changed my out of my tracky dacks and into my pants. And uh, this this fucking slamming on the door and I've still got my hoodie on. Uh, this like slamming on the on the toilet door and I open the door up and there's this lady with a fucking giant fucking like sagging nappy in her hand. She's like, I've just got to get rid of this. I've really got to get rid of this. So I'm like, okay, fair enough. I duck out of the fucking way of what had to be a giant, giant amount of shit <laughs> baby uh, in this lady's hand. Yeah. And she <laughs> crams it into the fucking bin and then she's like washing her hands. She's like, Oh, thank you so much. I just, you know, I couldn't get anyone else to open up and I just really need to get rid of it. Thank you so much. I'm like, no worries, no worries. And so I, walk back into the fucking into the toilet uh, close the door and like I'm changing out of my hoodie so I'm not even using like I'm literally just trying to change it, and it takes me 30 fucking seconds if you just leave me alone to do it right I mean I'm you know I'm a big guy I know this okay uh, but I can still get changed in the fucking airport uh, airplane toilet in like pretty quickly uh, it's it's no big hassle um, but yeah, no fucking wall banging on the door. And, uh, before I go to open it, I hear yelling and it's these two people outside and they're like, you weren't next in line. You weren't <laughs> next in line. Uh, I just ignore them. Uh, but they keep banging. Like they just keep hammering on this fucking door and it was really annoying. Uh, but I changed, changed my shirt and all this kind of stuff. And, fucking open up the door and there's this fucking like dude who comes up to like legit my fucking nipples 
right? Standing there, like strong arm, literally in the door, like in the door frame, right? Like just fucking. And he's like, you weren't, you weren't next in line. I'm like, I was next. I was, I let the lady, like he's still standing in the door frame. I'm, I'm trapped in the toilet at this point. Like with the amount of stress that like, you know, you caused me from fucking hammering on the door. It slowed down my fucking changing shirts process and all this kind of standing in the fucking door frame. Someone could be pissing by now. Right. But no, anyway, I'm like, I was next in line. I just let the lady get rid of a giant nappy. I don't see how, like, how is this the problem? And he's like, you weren't next in line. No, that's not how the line works. You know, you don't get to just barge your way in. I'm like, I didn't barge my way in. And then I barged my way out by stepping into him and through him uh, because I just wanted to get out of the fucking toilet and I was pretty angry at this point. And this other lady starts chiming in. She's like, oh, you're so fucking rude. You're so rude. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you're so rude for pushing in. I'm like, I didn't push in. I didn't push in. I was in the toilets and I let the lady use the toilets. I still get to use the fucking toilets at my leisure. She's like, no, you're just rude. And then one of the the fucking cabin flight attendants comes over and she's like, you know, you shouldn't be pushing in. I'm like, <laughs> this is a Twilight Zone joke. <laughs> fucking gremlin. There's a there's something on the wing. I was like fucking flipping out. Uh, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't push in. And then I just fucking like, I'm not going to. Now gonna I'm pushing out. <laughs> fucking. But yeah, I did push the little guy out of the way, and I think he took more offense to that than anything else, which I guess is fair, but he shouldn't have been standing in the fucking doorway. Why was he trapping me in the toilet? Also, I'm just going to throw this out there, right? Toilets on planes to Melbourne are far grosser than any toilet I've ever seen on a flight to Sydney. I'm just saying. Melbourne's full of gross cunts. Just throw it out there. Just throw it out there. We didn't. Even, we didn't t- did we talk about why we're in Melbourne? Oh no, I don't think we did. Our fucking we've our flight got cancelled. Our flight home got fucking pushed to the next morning. Uh, we would not be home yet at this point uh, yeah. if we'd stayed for that flight. Although we would have been on an empty flight, I believe, uh, instead of a rammed flight full of Melbourne people. Um, so. We get this, you get a text and I'm like on my, on the app and it's like, your flight has been moved to 9am the next morning. And we're like, what? You're like, what? <laughs> I thought it would sense. be delayed 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Uh, no, uh, 12 hours. So, uh, yeah, we're like, okay, uh, fuck. What, what the fuck are we supposed to do? So we like fucking scramble the jets to try and get fucking home today uh in the end well at some point like luke's <laughs> checking you're checking your fucking Qantas app and like it literally just shifted you to like fly out of san francisco yeah but that was apparently false that had me on a case. american airlines flight from la to san fran and then from yeah. san fran to sydney yeah that would have been a good flight oh, i would have uh, done that, that for sure because it literally got me back into Sydney at six in the morning. And those the use, they use the newest A380s for those flights, don't they? So it would have been the swankiest fucking flight. Yeah. That would have been the, that would have been the good one. Um, yeah. Uh, but we get to the airport and they had no fucking clue 
what was going on. They had no idea. Yeah. Uh, so at this stage, you'd already got a I'd flight rebooked. Yeah. Through the Facebook app. Twitter. I used Twitter. Oh, through Twitter. Nate yeah. was calling people. Yeah. Nate spent like, I don't know, like an hour trying to like, he, he called, he was SMSing, <laughs> he was on like, he VPNed into Qantas uh, from Australia so they could use the online chat app because it's not available when you're in the States. Like all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, he didn't get anywhere. Yeah, he didn't get anywhere, and then he jumps on Facebook, and it's sorted inside of five minutes. Yeah. Like, legit, if you want to sort your shit out, use social media, because you then did the same thing. Hmm. You were standing there, like, the <laughs> dude at the counter is like, no, we can't put you on a flight to Melbourne because we're at weight capacity, uh, so it's it's not going to happen. Like, uh, he might have done it, pointing at me. He might have managed to do it, but nobody else will. The plane is at weight capacity. Nobody else will get booked onto it. And then Nate's like, I just got booked onto it. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's Luke's like standing there. He's, he's like, like, I don't know what's going on. Well, uh, well I, I, I don't know. And then he starts calling people. And while he's on the phone to find out how fucking wrong he is, you sort it out on Facebook as well. <laughs> yeah, Jeez I'm like Christ. showing him as I'm getting messages being like your flight's now confirmed and like it's done all right see ya we're out fucking bananas <laughs> shit oh. uh he was i don't envy him at all i don't blame him either because clearly he was not given any information so he had literally just what he could see on the fucking screen mm. he obviously got told to tell people they'd have to get the the flight in the morning that's you know here's Which your voucher weird, right because that'd cost them more money surely Right? Like, it'd have to be cheaper for them to squeeze us on a fucking flight from Melbourne to Sydney than it would be to put us up And in this a... flight wasn't full that we were on. It was what? three seats. <laughs> yeah, fucking four of them. No, like, They're all in the middle. <laughs> fucking terrible. Um, yeah. But then, we, so we land in Melbourne. Yeah. And I'm like, we've got to go. And you're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, our flight leaves in like 30 minutes. Yeah. You're like, no, no, it does it. It does it. You look at it, you're like, ah, oh, no, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Because we were delayed leaving, weren't we? We were like 15 minutes delayed leaving. I thought we had like nearly an hour. Yeah. We did not. We had like uh, half an hour from the time we landed to change yeah. terminals from international to domestic. Yeah. Recheck our bags. Sorry, get our bags. Go through customs. We had to go through customs first. Yeah. Then get our bags, go through customs with our bags, uh, and then check our bags, and then... Go, yeah, through go through security and then get to the gate. Yeah, uh, at a different time. Yeah, thirty total minutes to do this. So it's lucky that you know. I think most of the time people are pretty cool. Like people at airports know that shit is is going to go wrong. So no, yeah, I, I think if we were in the US, we wouldn't have made that flight. I think they oh. don't give a fuck. Yeah, I think it's because yeah. we we're in Australia. They're just oh, like, yeah, cool. cool, just jump on through. Well, yeah, because they sent us through the uh, international passports line because there was no one in it. I'm like, hey, dude, we've only got half an hour to get our connecting flight. Do you reckon we could just go through here? He's like, oh, what kind of passport do you have? I'm like, an Australian one? He's like, ah, just go through there. There's no one in line. You'll be fine. (laughs) Get to the the front of the desk and they're like, like, why are you in this line? And I'm like, oh, the guy at the front said, you know, we've only got half an hour and... The guy who was doing my passport, it's like 25 minutes. <laughs> like, 
Fucking, what kind of... <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, okay. It's worse than I thought. Excellent. Yeah. And then, yeah, we had to go wait for our bags to come out. Somehow, they weren't that long to come out. They weren't, certainly weren't first, but... Yeah, we got our bags and then fucking... Somehow managed to make it. According to the check-in at the Melbourne Domestic, we were literally on the cutoff. Like, we were at the point where they would be like, nope, you can't, you can't add it more. Like, you've missed this flight. Um, so they managed to get us in, which is cool. And then, yeah. Yeah, because we got there and they were boarding. Yeah. Like, yeah, they were literally boarding. Yeah, we it still took another 20 game. minutes and finish. I don't know how, because we literally <laughs> fucking landed. Like, what, what was going on there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Anyway, that was fun. We made it. It was. All right. Should we do some news? Let's do some news. <laughs> what do we got? Uh, Anthem. Anthem news. Act 1. Goals have been delayed. Um, it looks like they're putting a lot more focus onto bug fixing and that sort of stuff. Um, it looks like they've gone... All right. Everything we said in our roadmap that was going to happen uh, in the first three months of this game is not happening anymore yeah uh, and then you look at the fact that lead designers are being shifted over to Dragon Age 4 uh, Anthem's dead it's DOA uh, it's like if if you didn't already realise it was dead they're literally killing it now it's done yeah um, which is a shame you for Luke off. probably because <laughs> poor Luke got paid so much money to to love this game yeah I know right and uh yeah it's just it's gone nowhere for him (laughs) poor bastard yep um I was right all along (laughs) uh yeah people lost their shit about it um yeah hmm I guess we'll see what else happens with it I mean maybe they do stick with it they've just got a small team um but it sounds like they're slowing things down on that quite a lot it didn't go as successful as what they thought it was going to be no no alright yeah next up uh, trailers movie trailers that we don't watch I've not watched it Job hasn't watched it or maybe you have I haven't Sonic the Hedgehog is getting a movie Um, Mm, it has James Marston in it and Jim Carrey and it's playing Dr. Robotnik or Dr. I like James Marston yeah Uh, I like what Jim Carrey was before he became an anti-vaxxing weirdo. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'll be okay. Do you like the look of Sonic, though, in this movie? I actually don't care. (laughs) Sonic died a long time ago, to joke. Sonic died a long time ago, (laughs) so it's not like he can make Sonic look good. Because I'm so used to him looking bad. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, they went for the realistic hedgehog look. Which is pretty fucking weird because he's blue yeah. and uh, bipedal. So, yeah, going for, you know, an elongated face is a, it's, it's, a, it's an odd choice. And the internet hasn't reacted well to it. And a bunch of people have sort of, uh, like, done their own versions. I love the idea that they're redesigning Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> When's this fucking movie out? I don't know. Like... It's, that's that's not just some shit you can do, right? Like, when the movie is 90% fucking, 
CGI. Like, imagine if they were doing, like, fucking Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And they're like, nah, Roger Rabbit's ears are too long. You gotta shorten those bastards. Uh, and so, like, just before the fucking film was 7th of November. Uh, oh, they got time. They got some time. But still, like, yeah. Oh, you gotta shorten his fucking ears. Oh, yeah, no worries. It's just fucking every frame of the fucking film has to be redrawn. Okay, then. Easy peasy. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, my favorite, a- my favorite fix was the one where they gave him realistic hedgehog teeth, which are like little fucking tiny daggers. Um, that was that's probably the best one I've seen. Oh no, Steve Buscemi eyes. That's the best <laughs> fucking fix I've yeah. seen. Nice, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be a stupid fucking movie, so I don't care. Why, I don't know why people care. Yeah, but yeah. All right. Oh. Uh, Ghost Recon Wild Wildlands, the game of the year for twenty sixteen. Of course, that was that the Predator year, um, or maybe this came out in twenty seventeen. Can't remember. Predator year was the year after. Ah, I think so it was, it was last year. The year. They're still releasing free content for this game. Um, this one is called Operation Oracle, and it's available right now. It's out as we're talking, and it's uh, for some reason is starring uh, John Berthnall. Berenthal. Berenthal. Is that how you say his name? I thought it was Berenthal. Burnthal? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, so what's it about? Because that's that's the Punisher, right? The new Punisher. It's not Tom Jane Punisher, even though Tom Jane Punisher is obviously the canonical Punisher, the real Punisher, the best Punisher. Really? Um, obviously. So, yeah, he's not playing the Punisher, but it's him. Um, yeah. He's playing like a leader of, of an ops team. Right. Is that it? Yeah, that's about as much as I know about it. Um, Forget what you know about your enemies and friends as you meet Cole D. Walker, a ghost team leader on the hunt for truth. That's weird. It's it's crazy how how long the tale in this game has been. Uh, you got to admire that at the very least. Mm. Uh, They've gone all out in keeping this game alive. Um, The Predator fucking mission was spectacular. I love the fuck out of it. Uh, and yeah, I probably won't play this because it's uninstalled and I'm not reinstalling it. But I love the idea that they're still doing it for people who do like repeatedly play Ghost Recon. It's right. got to be, it's got to represent some crazy fucking value. I mean, like Ubisoft's doing this sort of two to three year stint of a lot of their games. We saw it with mm. Watch Dogs, The Division. Um, yep. what Did else? Far Cry, Far Cry didn't get that? No. Assassin's Creed didn't really get that. It's interesting what games get it and what games don't. Yeah. Um, Watch Dogs Division. Is Watch Dogs Tom Clancy? Yeah. Uh, no. No, it's not. No? It's just Watch Dogs. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. That would have been an interesting trend if but Tom Clancy games repeatedly got them. They did got that the Splinter Cell stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, like, are they... Are they gearing up for a new... I think they're gearing up for a new Splinter Cell, but also, is there going to be a Wildlands announcement at, at E3? Maybe. For next year? It wouldn't be the worst thing. If they're on this sort of trend of, like, Division, you know, Watch Dogs... Because Watch Dogs is... Was that 2017, Watch Dogs 2? It's about then. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so we're probably gearing up for maybe another Watch Dogs, but maybe Watch Dogs is a next-gen title. Um, right. Maybe this one, this next Wildlands is the same engine, but. Well, yeah, so the next Watch Dogs is supposed to be in London, right? So we know that much. I'm not sure. I believe so. I know nothing about it. 
I don't know. I'm speculating about Wildlands anyway. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Like, is is John A, like, leading up the new Wildlands game? Like, why is he in this DLC? That's it's what's so weird. weird about it. Yeah, it's odd. Um, unless they are, like, sort of gearing up towards Wildlands to where he is a lead character in it or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's really strange. Hmm. Some of the stuff they're doing with this. Anyway. Um, I guess we'll find out more once it's <laughs> once it's announced or not announced, or if this is just a one-off weird thing that they're doing again. Mm. We'll see. Uh, next piece of news is the last one we got here related to Rocket League, and the uh, the developers have been bought by Epic. Yeah, so uh, Rocket League's coming to the Epic Game Store, I guess. Um, I mostly chucked this one in because I've loved some of the reactions from pros. Uh, Fortnite pros who uh, very famously loathe the way Epic treats uh, Fortnite as a competitive game because they're prone to like making wild changes just before major tournaments. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they've been dunking on Epic on on how Rocket League is now going to introduce boats the day before the uh, the World Championships and shit like. Right. Uh, yeah, like, just uh, going in. It's an interesting way to, like, the people who obviously uh, played at the highest level um, have such an interesting relationship with with Epic as a developer. Uh, How long but, before the battle bus is, like, a vehicle in the game? Oh, in a heartbeat. It's <laughs> got to be fucking moments, right? Like, it's, it's probably already there. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's... I, I, you know, congratulations to Sonics. Uh, I think this will actually be a good thing for Rocket League as a um, esports. Uh, objectively, I mean, the amount of money that they pour into this shit, um, the amount of money they have to pour into this kind of shit uh, is epic. <laughs> um, so yeah, Unreal. I, uh, that's even worse. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good thing. But yeah, the reactions from the pros has been pretty amusing. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Uh, questions. That's it. Questions. April nine. That ain't it. Fucking hell. Johnny Park writes. Is it mate? Oh fuck! It is team. Johnny Park writes. Now that it appears that the next console generation will soon be upon us. What do you think are must-haves for each of the new consoles? Mm. And given the lessons from the current and previous generations, what should both Sony and Microsoft be avoiding? Uh, must-haves for the next console generation. The SSD, I think, is the main one. Uh, yeah, well, I guess you know PlayStation's been touting their crazy SSD technology uh, that's faster than a PC. Um, it has to just be some sort of re-engineered motherboard with an extra PCI E slot, right? For some sort of super bandwidth um, M2 style SSD, right? Like, that's okay. my best guess. Uh, Xbox has got to do something similar, obviously, uh, 100%. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know necessarily what they need to avoid. Uh, exorbitant prices. On. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be a good one. Um, you know, stupid fucking platform 
exclusivity uh, in terms of restricting crossplay is a good one that Sony could avoid. Um, that'd be a fucking top one to avoid. Uh, any games you think they absolutely have to come out with? I think Halo Infinite is a no-brainer for Microsoft. Yeah, uh, I, I think just that. great games for Xbox, like full stop. Oh yeah, absolutely. They have to, they have to come out with some of the best shit to wash the stink of Xbox One's. Actually, Xbox One's library isn't bad. Its exclusive library is more misses than it is hits. Yeah, but it does have some fucking bangers. Uh, we did see Forza Horizon really come into its own in the Xbox One, uh, I think. Uh, like To the point that I do think now that Horizon is a better, a significantly better experience, a better Forza experience than regular Forza. Because hmm. uh, regular Forza doesn't really do... doesn't know what it wants to do anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you compare that to... Like how? Like when is Sony fucked up? Here comes the plane again. Uh, when is Sony fucked up? Anytime they've teamed up with David Cage, and <laughs> day's gone. Like, yeah, there's there's nothing like the Crackdown threes or yeah that that kind of stuff. Uh, sea Thieves started off pretty rocky. It did. It's gotten extremely good, but it is yes. It's probably all we're going to talk about next week. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it might be. Uh, what about I'd love to see a new DualShock um, new controller yeah I'd love to see them do what? something like the HD Rumble although I know Nintendo has it painted it patented uh, yeah I'd love to see them try to do something like that the other sorry thing, go back to DualShock before you skip past it go on do you think they get rid of the touchpad on the top whoa because there's not a lot of games to use it. Days Gone use it, and I like it on that. You do I, like it. And I'm not sure why more devs don't do it. Yeah, because basically what they do is they map it like swipe buttons to different menu settings. So I swipe right, right. to go to the menu. Sorry, to go yeah. to the main map. Or if I swipe left, it goes to my inventory or something like that. Um, I think it doesn't get used because it's exclusive to the one platform, right? Sure, but if you're designing for... Uh, a platform put a fucking shortcut in there like that's all this is doing is a shortcut to um you know a different menu somewhere maybe it's not as easy uh, like to map i mean maybe but it's a swipe right and a swipe left and a swipe up (laughs) like if they are to keep it it might be really useful for them to make it easy to map to uh, yeah at the very least what's the deal with old controllers on newer systems do they work I've never tried that. Like, can you use a DualShock 2 on a, a PlayStation no. 3? No? No. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, what do they change? I don't know, man. The, the Probably the buttons, the D-pad buttons are the next thing that needs to... I reckon this index shit. Have you seen this Valve index shit? Yeah. Like the digital fucking representation of your digits... I think that'll be an interesting, interesting next step. Mm. I'm not sure, like, not necessarily sure how useful it will be. Uh, but if we've got, you know, triggers are such a, they've so dramatically improved the way shooters feel on console, in my opinion, that I driving I would, games, yeah, 
yeah, I, I think it'd be interesting. But uh, that said, I don't want him to yeah wind up making waggle some all important thing. I think HD Rumble would be the the best thing for any of them. Yeah, because it is fucking fantastic. It's the best thing about the fucking Switch. Um, the the Wii, the Joy Cons, or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anything else? Um, I, I, Blu-ray player on both of them. 4K Blu-ray player, <laughs> 8K Blu-ray no, player. No, don't I need that. No? You're gonna need it at some point. Um, yeah, no, I think that's about it. Um, what about 5G out of the box? That'd be interesting. Doesn't the Pro use 5G? Does it? I think it does. Yeah, I think I'm connected to 5G. Oh, you connected to the high-end Wi-Fi. I'm talking about fucking mobile internet. Oh, right. It's it's where a lot of people are going for internet. And if they're going to want internet connectivity to be a significant portion of their, you know... Yeah. The way they connect, like the, the way they sorry uh drm then it would make sense but at the same time i mean nobody's going to buy a sim card specifically for their playstation so mm-hmm. um, i wish my playstation didn't make as much noise let it go <laughs> never gonna happen <laughs> no it's only gonna get noisier yeah probably uh all right luke wants liquid cooling um <laughs> And hopefully for under about fifteen hundred dollars, I guess. Yeah, anything that's yeah. below that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I think these uh, are going to be expensive. These things. I, I think we are looking at a expensive generation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Good question, Johnny Park. Uh, that was that was good to think about. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, excellent. That is it. That is it. Uh, the Gap, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, uh, Spotify. I can't think of anywhere else, but there's, there's plenty of places on the internet you can find us. Um, Google Playlists, podcasts. Are we? Whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. Maybe. I'm asking. P- possibly. Uh, you can find us on The Gap, the GA Podcast. Search for us. Uh, we'll definitely come up somewhere. Um, if you rate and review us, it helps other people find the show. We appreciate people that do that. And uh, if you want to email us, you can do that at the GA podcast at gmail.com if you've got any questions. Otherwise, you can jump on to our Discord page, which is thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, leave us questions. You can jump in, play video games, see your thieves this weekend. Sounds like a oh, lot. Yeah. Probably yep. during the week. Um, still people playing Division 2, it looks like. I saw, I saw them in there the other day. Wieners. Um... Apex Legends is still going as well, occasionally, now that we're back. Now so that we're back. We'll see. They haven't updated that game still. Fucking, that's what I, I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about that. Fucking, I, I feel that. bad. I feel bad. No, I don't. I feel bad. I don't. Yep, I do. I do. I feel bad about our insistence that they push themselves uh, because they if don't need the to push result- themselves. Well, I think they do. I think they Ch- do. Changing Could- a fucking number in an INO file is not pushing yourself. That's but that's, there's more to it than just nah, that. I could do it. Oh my god! Take me ten minutes to fix some of these problems. The news that fucking Fortnite devs are, you know, non-stop crunch, makes me think that perhaps it's better. And I, I know that um, Respawn came out and said that they were going to wind back a bit and just you know stick to actual content release cycles for their updates. Mm. Uh, I'm about it. I don't have to 
play the game all the time, I could play Sea of Thieves. Um, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't think nonstop crunch is healthy as uh, at all. I don't think. Yeah, and I think Fortnite would be better served in hiring a fuck ton more people, considering they're making billions of dollars. Uh, I'm sure they could get away with it. Mm. Um, but yeah, instead they make people crunch, and I think that's kind of shit. We need to get away from crunch as a default state of being for game devs. All right. Well, if you want to be a baby, uh, you don't have to play Apex, but if you want to be a man, come play Apex with Luke, you can do that. That, that, is, a, that is a fucking bold fucking take on, on what I just said. Ah, oh, classic. Yeah. Classic Luke. Classic fucking falls asleep at the drop of a hat on a fucking plane, Luke. Because I, I opened the Discord page today um, to check some stuff, and there was a lot of people talking about different things in there because we've been traveling a lot. I haven't had That's a true. chance to, to see what's going on, but we are not caught up yet yeah there's there's yeah. some some discussions happening um yeah. you can also find us on fa- uh, facebook.com slash ga podcast twitter.com slash ga podcast that's our social media stuff if you want to go to our website go to the gapodcast.com we've got links to all of the things we just talked about all of the the shortcuts and, and buttons you can go check out um as well as past episodes of the show you can go pull them up and uh, that's all thanks to our Patreon members who support the hosting. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and subscribe. Smack that like button. You're the best. And thank you for doing that. No, but thank if you, you really want to go, smack the like button. You go to thegapodcast.com slash YouTube. Uh, smack that like button. Yes. Borderlands footage up this week on YouTube. Sure. If you want to check out me being awesome. Okay. Uh, if you want to check out Joe running into trees, you can go find that stuff somewhere. I haven't given you the footage, so I won't be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I've got some stuff in there. I'll try and edit it to make it look better because there's moments where it's me standing around not doing anything. And that's generally because we've gone for an interview yeah. or something like that. Or I'm like reading text because yeah. <laughs> we've got not a lot of time. Um, no. Or me running an errand without any ammo. Trying to punch yeah. things. Yeah. Nice. That sounds fun. So go check that out. Um, otherwise, I think that is it. You got anything else you want to spruik? Where's all your content going this week? Redbull.com. Uh, check it out. I've got uh, I have an interview with the Chiefs for IEM Sydney. I've got an interview with Ben Green from ESL. He's uh, Sam Man, the cast for Overwatch Contenders Australia. Uh, check that out. It's that one's a com- comprehensive fucking interview. Uh, and Red Bull for my Borderlands 3 preview. Oh, the mask. Somebody stop me. Um, yeah. What about you, Luke? What do you got? Uh, Survivor.com. You can go to that. Check out my preview for Borderlands 3. I've got some interviews going out probably next week. So I've got to cool. transcribe all that stuff. Um, and I think that is about it that I can think of otherwise twitter.com slash Luke Laurie there you go Joby Jojo on Twitter I uh, I tweeted some epic some spectacular Borderlands 3 gameplay of me fiddling with fucking menus yeah have you changed your name to Auric yet oh uh, no, no I didn't. we didn't explain we didn't that explain part Auric. we went to get our uh, the press packets yeah uh, our press kits and our like 
uh, passes that passes. get us into the event and yeah. stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, they, were, they asked for my name and somehow arrived at Ulrich. Somehow. And at this point, uh, I was I, I was six beers deep. Uh, so I pissed myself laughing. But on reflection, I think that probably would have made that dude feel pretty bad. And I regret it. But how the fuck, man? How the fuck do you get to Ulrich? He kind of just pulled it out and was like, eh? Eh? This one? Yeah. <laughs> this one? Like, <laughs> fucking wow, man. Yeah. Like Jesus. he kinda just like flipped a coin and was like, oh, just you, let's go you. This this might this might work. He asked for my last name as well. Fucking hell. Oh I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's your boy Ulrich. <laughs> Off to play some CFTs. <laughs> That's it. We'll be back next week. More gap. See ya. Yeah. Bye.